the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Narn brings you the best in local, political, and conservative talk. It's the Narn, Saturday and Sundays, 1 to 3, right here on The Patriot. Let's take a look at your Twin Cities forecast from the Great Plains Windows and Doors Weather Center. We have cloudy skies today with a high of 38, then mostly cloudy skies tonight with a low of 27. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. The longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and world. It's the wind beneath the right wing. The show that is making talk radio great again. The Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Welcome back. My name is Mitch Berg. My blog, shotinthedark.info. My role at the moment, filling in for Brad Carlson, who was out on assignment, well, today, because I was on an assignment yesterday. I think you see how this works here, right? Yeah, have no fear. Brad will be back, I believe, next week, although we're talking, no, we're not Thanksgiving next week. I always get confused which week uh, Thanksgiving falls on this time of year. I I may have requested a a day off on the wrong week. (laughs) We'll see how that goes. Anyway, I'm in today. Brad was in for me yesterday. Thank you, Brad. Thank you, Brad's audience, for indulging my uh, tourism here on Sundays. Although, as I've averred in the past, I really enjoy sitting in for Brad here on Sundays. It's uh, kind of a different crowd, kind of a more laid-back vibe than the, the hustle and bustle of Saturday uh, weekend talk radio, which is a little like the floor of the Chicago Board of Trade uh, trading floor, as compared to Sunday, which is kind of kind of laid back, kind of like a Sunday at the beach uh, in Kentucky. In other words, not super busy. Anyway, I, I enjoy being here, though. It's always great uh, talking to Brad's audience and, of course, uh, getting your feedback on things. Uh, when, and when I say feedback, I mean Twitter. You can reach me on uh, Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's N-A-R-N Show. N-A-R-N Show. That's our channel on Twitter. Uh, this is actually a recorded broadcast uh, because my assignment continued through the entire weekend this weekend. So phone lines are not open right at the moment, although you can feel free to call and keep our producer company at 651-289-4488. Or not. Either way, this is a, a, a recorded broadcast. I'll be back next weekend live, uh, the weekend before Thanksgiving. And, of course, I'll have a special Thanksgiving broadcast coming up uh, the Saturday after Thanksgiving. So all sorts of cool stuff coming up here. Since this is a little different than the normal show I get to do here on Saturdays and even on Sundays, I, I thought I would explore a topic or two in a little more depth than I normally get to during the uh, thrum and sturm and drang of my regular Saturday show, where I have guests and I'm talking about the key issues of the day, the immediate political issues usually, usually stuff that's in the news, the headlines of the previous week, especially vis-a-vis Minnesota. Uh, I'm going to go a little beyond that today and sort of split the difference between uh, my regular broadcast and the sort of thing that King, uh, Banyan, Ed Morrissey, and upcoming here, Brad Carlson, do periodically, which is find some bit of popular entertainment uh, that makes us cringe and roast it. We've basically decided to take all of uh, entertainment, generally so far it's been music uh, over the past 40, 50 years, uh, take it all hostage and kill one decade a year until our demands are met. Of course, we don't know what our demands are yet. Uh, we're going to do the same thing with uh, another element of popular culture here shortly. So that's those are some of our most looked forward to broadcasts. That should be coming up yet this year with a little luck at all. Note to self, I need to actually get to work on uh, getting that broadcast together, getting all the people in town, getting all the pieces together to do this broadcast. <clears throat> Note to self. At any rate, what I thought I'd talk about today is something that kind of 
I, I want to do it's, it's something I mentioned briefly in a number of other contexts on this show over the past few years, and I thought I'd I thought I'd uh, go into it in a little more depth today because it's something that that bothers me now. Conservatives and Hollywood, as a general rule, just don't get along well. There are exceptions, of course. Clint Eastwood uh, is a part of Hollywood, certainly, and he has been a Republican icon for quite some time. Uh, Sylvester Stallone, whatever his politics, yeah, his movies tend to be uh, popular among Republicans. I'm not just talking Rambo. I mean, the Rocky movies, the entire series, well, most of the series, really do have themes that do and should, for that matter, resonate with conservatives. I mean, you look back at the original Rocky movie, you see uh, a palooka past his prime, pretty much headed for, well, what boxers refer to as Palookaville, uh, headed nowhere fast, has an opportunity to drop on him out of nowhere, uh, one where he's expected to get pummeled into a, a fine mist by the world heavyweight champion. And through dint of sheer hard work and force of will and and the love of of another woman who's a woman who's been left behind like him by society someone who might be seen as somewhat past her prime at least initially uh goes on to well not win the world championship uh, he he comes in second in a two-way match and yet it was all about the nobility and power of an underdog throwing everything he has into it and and going the distance, that was the theme of the movie. And if you are a conservative, going the distance for your values, for your beliefs, for your family, your community, your country, are values that, that are up there near the top of the list. I mean, that's one of the things that separates conservatives from progressives. Progressives believe in cure-alls and utopias and, and things that'll solve their problems if they just pass the big package and move everything forward all in one big fell swoop. Conservatives believe that humankind is always going to be imperfect, and really what it's all about is getting the values we stand for, which, by the way, are, are, are freedom, uh, life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, the defense of property, the all the values that, that America is built on, getting them to go the distance for us and hopefully, if we've done our jobs right, for our children and for generations yet unborn, yet unimagined. That is the job of the conservative who who loves this country, always. It's ever been thus, it will always be thus. And so... While conservatism and Hollywood butt heads on the regular, as the kids say, or I don't know, the kids still say that? Anybody? I don't know. Anyway, as the kids did say that, Hollywood butts heads with conservatives, and we butt right back. And the warfare, by the way, between Hollywood's, uh, Hollywood and conservatives is not an academic thing. I mean, conservative boycotts and conservative, not even boycotts, formally speaking, just complete disinterest in entire genres of movies that make our coastal elites uh, tingly has led to a lot of movies that were supposed to be huge hits uh, falling over and, and flopping dismally at the block box office. Because while conservatives may not be at the center of thought for all of uh, progressive American society and our, and our so-called so, uh, so uh, self-appointed cultural elites on the coast, um, we do go to movies. And in fact, if there's a movie we like out there, we, we make it a hit. For some reason, I mean, there are, there are movies that becomes hit, uh, become hits because they, they resonate well with coastal elites. And, and there are movies that become hits completely... That astound our self-appointed elites, and so so the relationship between conservatives and the media is a contentious one, one that uh, both sides carry on with spirit and vigor, both one that uh, both sides frankly need to profit. I mean, Hollywood literally needs half of America to come to their movies, or they're out of luck. And honestly, conservatives need things that carry on our values and our traditions throughout society. 
And when I say that, I mean movies like Rocky, movies like uh, Saving Private Ryan, movies like, uh, well, I would say not not so much the, the last three Rambo movies, but First Blood, <laughs> the first Rambo movie, uh, where Sylvester Stallone plays a, a Vietnam-era drifter who hample, happens into an Oregon town that is run by a... Uh, sociopathic sheriff run, played by brilliantly by Brian Dennehy and uh, the, the cop decides to lean on the hitchhiking Stallone carries it a bit too far there's a bit of a snap and yes it, it's not a very flattering portrayal of Vietnam veterans it's a bit hysterical as a treatment of of the the problems I should say hysterical and melodramatic as a as a, as a listing of the problems that Vietnam veterans suffered. And yet, sort of like Die Hard, another movie that's indelibly popular among conservatives, it's rollicking good entertainment and fairly brilliant in its own way. Uh, and if you haven't seen it, and if you're under the age of 40, there's probably no reason you should have. Uh, I I recommend that one. It's up there with a list of guilty pleasures for conservative viewers, movies like the original Red Dawn, which I'm not going to lie, is a terrible movie. But if you're an adolescent in the middle of the Cold War, it was also some of the best entertainment there was. (laughs) Anyway, what I want to talk about today, though, is not so much how conservatives in Hollywood differ as Hollywood being unable to leave a good story, completely divorced from politics alone. We've been getting a a fair deluge of those lately. I I mean, movies based around stories that are so good, so timeless, so absolutely illustrative of things that every human being needs to see, hear, read about, immerse themselves in, that they shouldn't need the Hollywood treatment. They shouldn't need to have anachronisms thrown in and 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 reality stretched and and disbelief yanked far beyond comprehension and we've had a a fair plague of those lately and, and not, let's be honest about this i mean hollywood has always had a way with adding things to movies that didn't need to be added to i mean i remember as a kid watching world war 2 movies and thinking this is a movie about a bunch of bomber pilots. Why does there need to be a love interest? This was at an age when I didn't care so much about love interests. I, I think most guys went through that up until about age, I don't know, 11 or so. Uh, but it goes way beyond that. There are a lot of movies that took uh, out there, and uh, we have a veritable plague of them upon us right now, that no stretching of reality needed to be done to make them brilliant and and very much worth watching and yet hollywood did the voodoo it does anyway and it was to everyone's detriment i'll I'll talk about that when i come back uh Join me at hashtag Narn Show. That's N-A-R-N Show. Phone lines are not open right now because this is a, a pre-recorded broadcast, but I'll be happy to talk with you about it on Twitter from whenever I get online here. Uh, Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Go nowhere. We are going to be right back. Varicose and spider veins. Wow, what a gift from my parents. They had them and I got them. And not only are they uncomfortable and sometimes painful, but I stopped wearing skirts and shorts because I was embarrassed and I really hated the way my legs looked. When my kids asked, what are those things on your legs? I was done. I finally went to Vein Clinics of America. The procedure took about an hour and I was right back to work. The staff made me feel so comfortable and the results, well, even my husband noticed. Vein Clinics of America has been treating vein disease for over 35 years. They're the largest and most experienced in the U.S. Look, I've been doing the commercials for vein clinics for years because I really believe in them, and you can trust them too. So stop hiding your legs. Vein Clinics of America accepts most major insurance plans. So call now to see if you qualify for a free consultation. Call 800-606-1010. 800-606-1010. 
That's 800-606-1010. Did you know that 81% of Americans have at least one social media profile on sites like Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram? 30% of consumers say they may not buy from a business without social media presence. I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of Salem Media Group Twin Cities, and I want to introduce you to Salem Surround, the next generation answer to digital marketing for local businesses. Salem Surround can put your company in the middle of the conversation. Call Alyssa for more information at 651-289-4406. Hi, I'm Kirby Scurout with 3MAX Results. Have you heard? Our team is doing what other real estate agents and teams aren't doing through our worry-free listing system. We let our sellers be in control with our promise of flexibility and results. And if you're not happy, fire me. I call it the worry-free listing system. My commitment is that you will be happy because we sell our listings for more money and in less time compared to other agents. Our team sells over 400 homes each year. That's over a home a day. I'm not trying to brag. I'm applying for a job. I want to be your realtor. I want to put the sellers in control again for a successful home sale with the worry-free listing system. Ready to sell for more money and in less time? Call 612-444-1100. 612-444-1100. Put the worry-free listing system to work for you. Kirby Skurat, 612-444-1100. 612-444-1100. 612-444-1100. Start packing. What do basketball, choir, drama club, and marching band all have in common? They're all high school activities that offer learning opportunities not necessarily found in the classroom. They take up just a fraction of a typical Minnesota high school's budget, and they go a long way to giving young people the tools they need to thrive. High school activities, they're more than extracurricular. They're extra important, too. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. Mitch Berg in for Brad Carlson, who is out on assignment today uh, because, well, I was on assignment yesterday, and that's how things work. Hey, it's Christmas, and you know what that means. It's the most wonderful time of the year here at the station as well because it's the return of the Christmas mortgage miracle. That's right. We're looking to pay your rent or mortgage for all of next year. You can enter to win once a day at am1280thepatriot.com. There are even ways to get bonus entries, so be sure to check in daily at our VIP fan club page. With the money you have, you could take a long family vacation, contribute to a college fund, invest it, maybe put it towards that home renovation you've been thinking about for all these years. The Christmas Mortgage Miracle is brought to you by Tom Matiny of New American Funding. And this is one of the most popular features we have. I, I wonder why taking care of a year's worth of mortgage and rents, that's that's not chicken feed. Um, all of 2020 covered. I regrettably am not eligible, but uh, hopefully uh, one of you listeners out there will cash in on that because this is a big deal. Anyway, that's, go to am128thepatriot.com, uh, join, the, uh, join the Christmas Miracle uh, just look for the link. You'll, you'll find it. It's right out there. It's 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 made to be found. Anyway, uh, hashtag Narn Show N A R N Show on Twitter. I will I respond to every single Twitter message, even the the let's just say ones with opportunities for logical and intellectual improvement. Not that there are many, because let's be honest, this is just about the smartest audience in talk radio. Uh, hashtag Narn Show. This is a pre-recorded show. So you can call all you want. Maybe the producer will pick up. He could probably use some company on a Saturday, uh, Sunday afternoon, rather. But, no, it's up to you. At any rate, we're talking about Hollywood here. And not just your usual conservative barbering about how Hollywood favors liberalism. It does. Hollywood is run by liberals for liberals. They know, on the other hand, that they have uh, a lot of conservatives out there. And they flout our values and our lifestyles at their peril. I, the, you can find a lot of movies out there that have been shredded and have tanked completely at the box office because, not even because necessarily the movie uh, 
was beat on conservative values. I mean, a good example this past uh, month or so was Bruce Springsteen's Western Stars. Uh, Bruce did a, uh, and as you know, not everyone shares this out there, but I uh, am a dyed-in-the-wall Springsteen fanatic, have been for 40-odd years, and I don't think that's going to change. His politics are regrettable, but on the other hand, I've made the case that he's written some of the best music for conservatives that resonates with conservatives for very good reasons. Of anyone in American popular music history, and by the way, his new album, Western Stars, is not really much of an exception to that. I mean, he's he's backed away from some of his things he originally wrote about. In fact, this album is more of a country album. And in, in lieu of an E Street Band tour, he decided to do a feature film. And it tanked at the box office. It's a, it's a brilliant movie, by the way. I absolutely love the movie. I'm going to see it several times at this rate uh, because it's just a fantastic movie. Sort of like Springsteen on Broadway was a fantastic show if you're a fan and frankly i think even if you're in between if you're not a fan if you're one of those people who says uh springsteen campaigned for for carrie and obama okay uh, you do you that's fine i hate that phrase by the way but i just used it uh sorry <laughs> never gonna happen again at any rate it's a brilliant movie uh, and it talked about some themes that are completely non-political and there's a reason for that by the way Springsteen, I think, got singed by the backlash from some of his political statements between 2004 and 2012-ish or so. Uh, He's certainly come out as a dyed-in-the-wool progressive over the years, but I think he realized, and some of the things he said in recent years indicate that he realized that half of his audience, at least, is not amused And so the movie was completely apolitical. No politics in it at all. And it's a wonderful movie with fantastic music. And nonetheless, the fact that a good chunk of the heartland uh, was turned off by his politics means that the movie didn't play all that well between uh, the Hudson River and the Sierra Madre. And And I think politics was a factor because, of course, Springsteen on Broadway was one of the biggest tickets on Broadway for a year and a half and won a Tony Award and, and was a huge moneymaker. So uh, out there where the core of the audience that isn't turned off by progressivism is, well, the numbers don't lie. And it's a shame in the case of that movie. But I'm here to talk not so much about musical uh, film substitutes for musical tours as I am to talk about one of the great American subgenres of movies, and that's the, the things that are broadly considered action adventure and war movies. And really, they, they kind of roll together. Action adventure movies and and war movies share a lot of the same thematic elements, right? You've got protagonists, usually the good guys. You've got antagonists, usually bad guys, one flavor or another, whether they're mafiosi or, or, or the SS. You have a dangerous situation that is resolved via dangerous means. That would be the action. You have a lot of rip-roaring gunplay, fist play, kicking, uh, kung fu movies, whatever. All the usual action-adventure stuff in between. And it happens whether you're talking about a kung fu movie or a war movie or Die Hard, for that matter. I mean, that's the formula right there. And there are some of these movies, as I was saying in the first segment, that that don't need anything added to them. I mean, Saving Private Ryan didn't. It was it it was a fictionalized story, although there was it was based on something that was vaguely true, but. They didn't have to doctor it up, especially, to make it a great movie to, to watch. I, I hate to use the term entertainment to talk about war, but it was a very entertaining movie in a very intense way. And there are other stories out there that are the same, that shouldn't need to be gussied up by Hollywood. They don't need to have screenplays and treatments written around them to make them more interesting because... 
We're talking about survival here, whether it's the nation's survival or individual people's survival or or Western civilization's survival in some cases. There have been a few good ones in recent years. I mean, Dunkirk, which was, what, two years ago? Brilliant movie. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, It was it was a. It was an expression of filmmakers' art that you had to try and keep three different, very different timelines together. 20 minutes in the, the life of a pilot, 20 hours in the life of some sailors, 20 days in the life of some infantrymen. And they all kind of came together at the same time at the end. That confused some people. I loved it. It was a great movie. And this is a battle, really, an evacuation that on which the entire future of Western civilization hinged. And and while there was some dramatization involved, you didn't have to go adding a lot of extra spicy to the script to make it absolutely riveting. Another one that came out close to 30 years ago now, oh, no, almost 40 years ago. It was a TV movie, actually, uh, starring Alan Arkin and uh, Rutger Hauer. Uh, called Escape from Sobibor. It was it was about the true life, real uh, story of uh, a group of extermination camp inmates in eastern Poland in 1942 uh, who had been sent to their deaths but had been kept alive largely to work for the guards, to build camps, to herd the victims into the gas chambers and clear the bodies out later. A grim, grim movie, especially for television. And... It's based on a book about the exact same subject uh, by the same name. It's a brilliant book, and frankly, it's a fairly brilliant movie. They didn't need to anachronize. They didn't need to gussy it up. We're talking a group of people fighting literally for their lives against all hope, with no hope, rationally, of survival. And yet they pulled it off, or enough of them pulled it off so that the story actually survived to the present day. uh, 300 of the inmates made it to the woods outside the camp. About 50 of them survived the war. A few of them are still alive today. There's a website that keeps track of them, and uh, some of the younger ones uh, at the time are still with us today. And uh, the longer, the better. It's a story that needs to to be told. Uh, But... We're not so lucky with a lot of movies. I thought about this a few years ago when I went to the movie 12 Strong. Yet again, it's a story uh, it's a story that shouldn't need to get Hollywooded up. It's a story that shouldn't need uh to 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 get amped up to 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 get turned into an action adventure game like a video game to keep people interested. This is a story of of a, of a special forces A team in the days after 9-11 that, that paragraph, uh, paragraph, parachuted into Afghanistan to fight against the Taliban. One of five or six of these groups of 12 men who were sent, they thought, to almost certain death to try and, and form a guerrilla army to fight against the Taliban to topple the regime that had sheltered Al Qaeda and to get some payback for 9-11. And it's a true story. It's a famous story. A group of special forces guys taught themselves how to ride as horse cavalry, brought in B-52s and air support, and cleared, led, led the, Northern, the original Northern Alliance in clearing the Taliban from the battlefield. And Hollywood went all Hollywood on it. If there was a story that didn't need CGI, computer graphics, uh, to overshadow the real story, this was it. And yet, by the end of the movie, I was thought, whoa, I feel like I've just watched a video game and I know nothing about these real American heroes that carried this off. Well, it gets worse. And a couple movies that have amped up the game on this have come out in recent weeks here. And I want to talk about that when we come back. Northern Alliance Radio Network, Mitchburg in for Brad Carlson, AM 1280 The Patriot. Go nowhere. I'll be right back. I've 
Hi, this is Al Malmberg inviting you to join us on the World of Aviation each Sunday morning at 10.05, right here on 1280 The Patriot, as we talk with those who have had incredible life stories in aviation, like Jessica Cox, who was born without arms, but went on to become a pilot and black belt in taekwondo, and Gordy Lewis, who began flying when most people are retiring. Gordy started flying at the age of 67. That's every Sunday at 10.05 a.m., right here on 1280 The Patriot. My part-time service in the Army National Guard makes it possible for me to be more for the community I call home. I'm a better neighbor because my service has taught me how important it is to be a team player. My training helps me in my classes when I give attention to detail to the task at hand. My service also allows me to be there for my community in ways others can't. I help my hometown recover after nature strikes. My service in the Army National Guard allows me to keep my country and those I care about safe from threats. I also work with a network of professionals that help me succeed. Also, the Army National Guard's education benefits make getting a higher education a reality. Being an Army National Guard soldier makes living and serving in my community more rewarding every day. Learn more about how you too can live and serve part-time, close to home, by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Minnesota Army National Guard. Aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and this station. If you've thought about getting dental implants, you probably know most places charge $4,000, $5,000, even $6,000 per tooth. Why do they cost that much? Because that's the price the other places have decided to charge you. And that's why most people who want dental implants don't get them, because of the high price. Well, now there's a place called ImplantMiracle.com. It's the local dental office where beautiful, top-quality, long-lasting dental implants are as low as $2,499 per tooth. That's right, as low as $24.99. So you're going to save a lot of money, but still get great implants that last a long time. Plus at ImplantMiracle.com, our price includes the implant abutment and crown, which a lot of other places charge extra for. We don't do that. And with us, your consultation with the dentist is free. Standard x-rays are free, and we offer convenient financing. Please see our website for more information. ImplantMiracle.com. That's ImplantMiracle.com. American pressure. Are you looking for accessories for your pressure washer? American Pressure in Robbinsdale is the authority. From rotor nozzles to flat surface cleaners, extending wands, sewer jetting hose and nozzles, undercarriage cleaners, hose reels, and more. We've got it all for you. Visit us at AmericanPressure.com. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. Mitch Berg in for Brad Carlson. Join me on hashtag Narn Show. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show on Twitter. I will respond as soon as I'm able. I'm I'm off on assignment today. So this is a recorded broadcast. Again, if you want to call in, I'm not going to stop you. I'm not going to say anyone's going to answer, but that's okay. We're talking about movies, most specifically action-adventure and war movies that don't need to be gussied up because of the subject matter, and yet Hollywood does, and it drives me crazy. We talked about a great example before the the break, 12 Strong, uh, the movie about the, ostensibly at least, about the 85 U.S. Special Forces operators that parachuted into Afghanistan and led the original real Northern Alliance, after which this broadcast was named by Hugh Hewitt way back in the day, against the Taliban and won! Who needs to turn that into a video game? Well, Hollywood did. Here's another one. And this one stings. There was a time when George Lucas taking on a movie was a good sign. And when I heard that George Lucas was going to do a movie about the Tuskegee Airmen, I thought, well, I will I will admit, uh, there was a time that would have been good news. And, and then there's any time after the... the the reboot of the Star Wars franchise with Phantom Menace. I thought, oh, this could go very, very, very bad. And it didn't go that badly on the one hand. He didn't completely torch the story. There was no Jar Jar Binks uh, at group headquarters, for starters. That That's a good start. 
On the other hand, here's a story that didn't need a whole lot of doctoring up because it punches buttons for all of American society. It doesn't matter what your politics are or whether you have politics at all. You have underdogs on many levels. African-Americans during World War II against a military establishment that was, let's be honest, entirely stacked against African-Americans. Uh, and by the way, what if you can say about Eleanor Roosevelt? It was her urging that got a lot of these African-American combat units to actually get sent into action instead of being converted to, to truck drivers and stevedores. Of which, by the way, there's much more to be said, because without truck drivers and stevedores, we wouldn't have won World War II either. But that's a side story. If there's a story you don't have to tart up, it's the story of the Tuskegee Airmen, a bunch of people who fought back against the, the let's be frank, racism of the U.S. military in 1943, got a segregated fighter unit established and went on to cover themselves in glory, they were one of the best fighter groups in the American Air Force. Now, there's a certain amount of smack talk about them, and they never lost a, a, a bomber under their command. And the fact is, most bomber groups that were being escorted by any fighters at all had their casualties drop precipitately. That being said, there's no taking anything, there's no, nothing to take away from their achievement at all. And the feats of arms that they carried out were fairly astounding given the circumstances. And there's stories like theirs, by the way, that could stand to be told by Hollywood without the video games, uh, the video game treatment. I, I mean, and, and by the way, the video game treatment is what the George Lucas movie on the subject, Red Tails, which came out in 2012, that's what it got. It had a good cast. It had potentially a great story. And yet, by the time George Lucas got done with that story, I was imagining it was basically a, a Star Wars spinoff with P-51s instead of X-Wings and an Emperor Palpatine instead of some racist officer uh, in, in the Army Air Corps hierarchy. And while we're at it, probably stormtroopers instead of, well, stormtroopers. I guess stormtroopers didn't fly German planes. He, work with me here. He turned it into yet. Another, basically uh, a rah-rah video game. At, and by the way, that's what war movies were for the longest time. Basically, rah-rah United States. And that's fine. During World War II, that was expected. <laughs> I, I mean, that, that's a justification for propaganda, fighting for Western civilization's survival. Seventy years after the war, perhaps less so. It was a story that didn't need to get gussied up. And yet that they did. And by the way, there's a couple of stories that, that remain untold by Hollywood that frankly need to be. Uh, people, other groups of underdogs who came back against immense discrimination and, and fought for this country uh, and it's incredibly heroically in, in ways that the current generation, no matter what their ethnicity, needs to hear about. There was the the story of the uh, of, of the Nisei, the uh, the American Japanese citizens who were interned shamefully by the Roosevelt administration after Pearl Harbor, and yet many of whom came out and formed a combat unit that excelled in what became the most highly decorated infantry unit in the U.S. military, fighting in Italy against the Germans. Say what you will about. Uh, Pat, uh, Daniel Inouye, the, the former extremely liberal, well, formerly we used to call him extremely liberal, liberal senator from Hawaii, he won the Congressional Medal of Honor. And if you read his story, <laughs> he deserved it. That was an amazing story. I mean, fighting on after getting shot several times, clearing an enemy position by himself after being grievously wounded. Now, there's a story that needs a film treatment and not a video game, mind you, but a real movie. Another great story, if you're looking for a great story about the, the, the parts of the battle for civil rights that took place during World War II, and by the way, there were many of them, uh, is a story based on a book that has never been made into a movie. And I don't get why. It was, it was written by Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, 
Yes, that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, if you're of a certain age, you remember him as being one of the great uh, centers of all time for the L.A. Lakers. Well, he retired probably oh, 40 years ago uh, from NBA and became a bit of a historian. He wrote an excellent book probably 15 years ago. It's called Blood Brothers. It's the history of the Army's 761st Tank Battalion. You may never have heard about them. But you've probably heard about the unit's most famous alumnus, Jackie Robinson, who went on to be the first African-American baseball player in the major leagues in the modern era. Uh, he had to overcome, and by, by, the, by the way, there have been some great movies made about Jackie Robinson and his story. None of them seem to go into the, the, the role he played during World War II, where when refusing to move out of the way, he was an officer, by the way, a commissioned officer because he graduated from college. And as a commissioned officer, he walked into a diner, refused to make way for for a white man and uh, was court-martialed for it, was acquitted, chose to leave the unit and go elsewhere. I, I can't remember the rest of his World War II story. His unit went on to Germany and Against the wishes of an awful lot of senior army leadership, including uh, George Patton, who, along with Dwight Eisenhower, didn't believe that African-Americans had the intellectual wherewithal to survive in combat, went on to become one of the best tank units in the European theater of operations, went on to become the tank unit that would be the first unit to relieve the paratroopers at Bastogne. And went on to to become fairly renowned for their their exploits during World War II. For that matter, let's talk about the the story of the the black stevedores and truck drivers who, during the Battle of the Bulge, were formed into provisional extemporized combat units that. Uh, because there was a huge shortage of manpower, because during the Battle of the Bulge, the casualties spiked at a time when all the new men were being sent to the Pacific, because the leadership figured the war was over in, in, in Europe. And so they had to find everyone they could find and pack them off to the front line. And these black soldiers, seeing that this was their chance to be seen as by society and by the military as something other than, than cheap labor largely excelled in action, went out stocking tanks with bazookas. And and as the the battle went on and as, as you, black platoons uh, integrated more fully into white companies of, into which they were being sent as replacements to the point where they were sharing foxholes with white soldiers, a lot of the soldiers and especially a lot of the junior officers who would become the senior officers after the war uh, saw that the whole superstition about African-Americans in combat was just that, completely wrong. These are movies that could have been made. Instead, we got Red Tails, which told a story that needs to be told in a way that it didn't need to be told in. I just, the the whole penchant of, of Hollywood to, to take a good story and turn it into a video game just angers and depresses me. As you can probably tell, we've had a couple of examples in recent weeks that came out. When I heard that Hollywood was doing another movie about the Battle of Midway, which, by the way, if you are not up on your World War II history, was the battle that we should not have won by all rights. The United States Navy had, was seven months after Pearl Harbor. Our battleships were still sunk. We had three aircraft carriers left in the entire Pacific, and really, let's be honest, four or five left in the whole world. And the Japanese outnumbered us badly, and it was looking bad for the United States Navy. And the U.S. Navy pulled off something of a minor miracle in beating the Japanese and completely gutting their carrier air arm at the time. It was the turning point of the Battle for the Pacific and one of the three great turning points of World War Four, great turning points of World War Two. And Hollywood in 1976 did a movie that was a fairly rote, uninspiring retelling that basically got the facts right, but turned into kind of a of a plod. I thought, yay, Hollywood is finally going to give the battle its due. And then I saw that it was directed by Roland Emmerich and figured, oh, this is going to be worse than a video game. Roland Emmerich was the guy who directed Independence Day. And I know some of you out there are going to write me off your Christmas card list for me saying this, but 
I hated the movie Independence Day, and I disliked uh, the other one, Day After Tomorrow, even less. Uh, I liked it less, disliked it more. Midway has turned out to be more of the same, basically a video game disguised as a movie that took what could have been a no-brainer of a wonderful story and turned it into Rock'em Sock'em Robots. More when we come... Oh, it gets worse. More when we come back. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. Sebastian Gorka here for Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that was formulated by doctors to help your body deal with inflammation and pain. The reason I've told so many of my friends about the three-week quick start is because as we get older, occasional aches and pains can be a real problem, keeping you from sleeping through the night or doing the things you love and need to do, like taking walks or playing golf, going up or downstairs, or simply playing with your kids or grandkids. Tens of thousands are now like me, glad they ordered the three-week quick start for just nineteen ninety-five. After years of back pain, I found relief, and I believe you could too. Folks, this is why the father and son owners of Relief Factor, Pete and Seth Talbot, created the three-week quick start, and they discounted it to only nineteen ninety-five. Approximately 70% of those who order it go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain too. Go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, or call 800-500-8384. Hey, this is Nick Hall from the Pulse Movement in the Twin Cities, and I am a proud parent of a kindergartner at Heritage Christian Academy. You know, we were really just looking for a school that we could feel like our kids are being poured into, that they are learning and growing in their faith, that they're being challenged, uh, but also given opportunities uh, to be a young leader. And we really see Heritage doing a great job with that. We also really value the community, um, parents and families really know each other and love each other. And so it's not just a school. It's really being a part of a family. Um, the principals, you know, they greet you at the door every day. They know everybody by name. It is really an incredible place. Heritage Christian Academy of Maple Grove serves students from three years old to 12th grade. Join Heritage Christian Academy at their upcoming open house on December 3rd. For more information or to schedule a tour, visit heritageweb.org. That's heritageweb.org. Like the rest of us, you're probably tired of all those annoying sales calls to your home telephone number. Now, there's a solution. OurOldNumber.com will block those pesky robocalls from getting through. And most live sales calls will hang up. So how does it work? Callers to your home telephone number will hear a personalized greeting from you. The caller selects the family member they wish to reach, and the call is immediately forwarded on to the family member's cell phone. There's no equipment to buy. There's nothing to install. No long-term contracts. It's still your phone number and remains in directory assistance. The service is only $9.99 per month, and you can eliminate your landline connection and save money. Now, calls to your home phone number can reach any member of the family wherever they are and get rid of those annoying sales calls. OurOldNumber.com. It's just $9.99 per month. Go to OurOldNumber.com to learn how you can get started blocking sales calls today. That's OurOldNumber.com. OurOldNumber.com. You'll be glad you did. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. Mitch Berg in for Brad Carlson. Everything will be back to normal next week. I'll be in from 1 to 3 Saturday. Brad from 1 to 3 Sunday. King Banyan, of course, as always, 9 to 11 every Saturday morning on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessmen. Make sure you join the entire Northern Alliance Radio Network every single week. By the way, Book of the Month for November is the latest in a series from the Pence family. This month, you could win a copy of Marlon Bundo's Best Christmas Ever by Charlotte Pence. In this adventure, by the way, the BOTUS, that would be Bunny of the United States, I don't have the Bunny's Secret Service code name, but Botus works. Anyway, there's an incredible Hollywood uh, Hollywood holiday adventure. So go to am12a thepatriot dot com for your chance to win a copy, or 
Just get this fun read and great gift for your child or grandkids anywhere, including at the AM 1280 The Patriot Fan Club. You should be there if, for some reason, you're not. Now, before the break, I've been talking about, I've spent the whole hour talking about movies that Hollywood didn't need to, you know, Hollywood up, to, to tart up, to, to turn in, to, 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 to gussy up the action, to make them compelling stories. Now, if there's one story in all of American history that didn't need that treatment, and we've gone through many, the story of Harriet Tubman certainly has to, has to qualify Harriet Tubman uh, was one of the most amazing. I mean, how do you how do you even describe the story? She's a runaway slave, a, a woman who was hauled away from her family early on in life, suffered horrible abuse at the hand of slave owners because that's what slavery is—a lifetime of horrible abuse—and escaped somehow and spent years of her life at incredible risk to her life smuggling runaway slaves, first to the North, and then to Canada, because even the North wasn't safe for runaway slaves after the Fugitive Slave Act was passed. I mean, Northerners could earn reward money for turning in runaway slaves. So even the North, even abolitionist regions like Massachusetts weren't completely safe. Against this backdrop, Harriet Tubman And her story, the story of a black woman, a runaway slave, someone who had essentially taught herself to read and write, someone who had overcome every possible obstacle, obstacles that modern people cannot possibly imagine, not only went on to run the Underground Railroad, something that most everyone, by the way, does know. Even when I was a kid, we were taught all about Harriet Tubman and her heroism in running the Underground Railroad. But it didn't end there. By the way, uh, something that would trigger many of uh, the, the progressives today, she carried a gun everywhere she went because conducting the Underground Railroad would get you shot on sight if you were lucky and subjected to a particularly grisly death sentence if you weren't. So she was strapped everywhere she went. By the way, another thing that would trigger to modern progressive, she was a Republican her entire life. Uh, when she finally, uh, I don't know if she ever got her franchise, but she spoke for Republican candidates because guess what? It was the Republicans who abolished slavery anyway. But the story, the heroism didn't end there. I mean, she went on after the, uh, after her, her days on the Underground Railroad were over during the Civil War, running a spy ring in the South. And if you can imagine something more dangerous than conducting runaway slaves to the North. It would be running a spy ring among your former captors and oppressors with the with the notoriety that she had already earned among the slave owning set. And if there was ever a story in American history that deserved to be memorialized straight up with no embellishment, with no Hollywoodisms, with no screenwriter affectations attached to it. This would be the one, one of many, but one that certainly screams out and said, tell me straight, please, Hollywood, you don't have to turn this into a Rock'em Sock'em action adventure movie, but turn it into a Rock'em Sock'em action adventure movie Hollywood did. I turned to the review written by Armand White in the National Review. By the way, I'll point out for those who don't know or those who might be inclined to dismiss the National Review that Armand White is African-American in addition uh, to being a highly accomplished and rigorously intellectual film reviewer. Uh, Focus on the latter rather than the former, but some out there, for some out there, the former is, is dispositive. So I'll just throw that in there. From his scathing, scalding review uh, of Harriet, it points out that it's set in 1849 Maryland, full of danger, rescues, superstition, frivolous gunplay, and pop politics. Harriet demonstrates the current exploitation of African-American history through historical revision, simply that sell tickets while aggravating political identity, tribal separation, and perpetual grievance, the same way that politicians manipulate voters. Ever since Harvey Weinstein confirmed Hollywood's Obama effect, film culture has sought various ways of appeasing racial anxiety through movies about black victimization and white guilt, 
It's the new diversity, as one of Harriet's progressives uh, summaries, quote, civil war is our only hope, end quote. The difference in approach tells everything about the modern state of Hollywood race consciousness, dismissing uh, earlier perceptions of, of slavery's aftermath by Jonathan Demme and Toni Morrison, the internal stress, the ongoing need for explanation, relief, catharsis. Harriet, on the other hand, looks at Harriet Tubman on a first-name basis as if to standardize her travails into a slavery land thrill ride. She suffers spells after a head wound that causes hallucinations or maybe prophecies that may indicate either madness or saintliness. She sacrifices her love life to crusading zeal. The film's only real complex moment occurs when her boyfriend laments, I'd have died for you if you'd have let me. And she frequently sings out her discontent in several message-driven musical interludes. Sorry I have to leave, and Lord, why'd you let me live? Oh, the, the review goes on, and I wrote about it at shotinthedark.info uh, late last week in an article entitled uh, Pol- Hollywood Par- Polishes the Cannonball. It came out uh, November 11th at my blog, shotinthedark.info. I'd, I'd urge you to check it out. Now, this isn't necessarily even a political gripe, although this is a political talk show. But this touches on politics in a sense that, that, that Hollywood feels the need to inject politics. That's the least of the problems. The fact that Hollywood feels the need to take these stories and render them sensational uh, tells us something about, I don't know, the attention span of moviegoers, or at least what Hollywood thinks is the attention span of moviegoers in the general public today, which is kind of unflattering. And the idea that these things, that these stories need to be hijacked and presented as propaganda for a political point of view is bad enough. So whether the Holly, whether Hollywood thinks you're too stupid to take a story straight or someone who need or, or, or that, that you need to have your stories turned into propaganda for your consumption and for your I don't know, non-triggering. Either way, it doesn't tell a very flattering story of Hollywood's relationship with the country uh, whose story it frequently deigns to tell. Anyway, uh, what do you think? Joy, uh, send me your feedback at, uh, on Twitter at hashtag Narn Show. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back to normal next week. I'll be here 1 to 3, Brad, next Sunday from 1 to 3. Uh, hope to see you then. Till then, God bless you all, and God bless America. It may not be stomach issues. For me, it's intense gas or pain or diarrhea, sometimes all at once, over and over. I spent years with the symptoms but could never figure it out. No matter what I did, they never went away. So I decided to break it down for my doctor and get really specific about my symptoms. We discovered that exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI, may be the reason for my stomach issues. EPI is caused by my pancreas. It leads to diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, unexplained weight loss, and oily stools. The symptoms just don't go away. But EPI can show up with even one symptom. The good news? EPI is manageable. But to get to the right diagnosis, you have to break it down for your doctor and get specific about the severity of your symptoms. Visit IdentifyEPI.com to learn more and use the symptom checker to help change the conversation with your doctor. Brought to you by AbbVie. Message and data rates may apply. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head? Comb it over? Wear a hat? Just stop. This isn't 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration expert, can give you your real, natural-looking hair back permanently. They're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to everyone who texts SAVE11 to 85850. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. You wash it. 
you cut it. It's your own real naturally growing hair. And the best part, Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley guarantee. Let them show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text SAVE11 to 85850. That's S-A-V-E-1-1 to 85850. I loved playing high school sports. I love the competition, the camaraderie, the bands, the crowds, all the pageantry, and I wanted to keep playing. But I graduated. No colleges called, and neither did the pros. So, to stay close to the game I loved, I decided to become a high school official. You know, a referee. When I played high school sports, I learned the importance of integrity, good sportsmanship, and respect for the rules. Now as a high school official, I get to help model these same values to others. Maybe the colleges and the pros didn't call, but the kids in Minnesota did. And now, I'm enjoying the competition, the camaraderie, the bands, the crowds, and all the pageantry of high school sports all over again. Interested in becoming a licensed high school official? Go to highschoolofficials.com to learn more and begin the application process. AM 1280, The Patriot.